Hello and welcome to this best of the Peter Greenwood Show podcast. All the best bits from both shows in the US and the UK put together for your listening pleasure so you don't need to sift through each individual show and maybe bits repeated and stuff. This intro is going way longer than I thought it would be, but basically what this is, best of the podcast. This week, I have got Mr. Chris James in studio. He sits down for a session with us. He sits and he plays a brand new world-exclusive song, never been heard before. And we're also going to be taking a listen back to an audio drama I made when I was in college. So, we're going to start off with Mr. Chris James. This is the Peter Greenwood Show, and I cannot tell you how excited I am to welcome this man back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Chris James in studio. Hey, how are you doing? Thank you so much for having me back. Oh, you're very welcome, sir. And his faithful guitarist as well, Stuart. Hi, Stuart. Hey, how are you doing, man? Yeah. I'm very well. So, hell of a day, huh? Yes, today's been a bit a bit of a mad one because we came... I mean, it's funny, we're in the same country, but we just travelled right across it, so... Um, so it's good. So we started off in, in uh, Edinburgh and then we've kind of come across. But as we know, it's winter and the rain is here and the the traffic and all of that. So I'm very sorry, but I was an hour and a half late to this show and I'm very apologetic about that, as you can imagine. Not at all, because, you know, we're, we're live. So, you know, exactly. you're here. You're here on time. Everything's fine. Oh, let's, yeah. You know, let's just pretend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> OK, well, so, we're, we're live. We're live. <laughs> it's so, fine. Well, so, so yes, nice. <laughs> so it's been yeah, it's been quite hard to get here, but I'm here now, and I'm so happy to be here. And you're very welcome back. Thank you so, so much. How you been since last time you were in? Really good, yeah. It's been fantastic. I mean, I, you know, uh, you were very kind and supportive my last single, and we had a top twenty there, right? Top thirty it was table tw- twenty five. I went to, which was great. Uh, and and since then we've been we were kind of like because it went so well the my record label was like well we need a second single now and I was like well I haven't got one so Stuart and I had to go into the studio and we wrote any more which is the current single mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's just gone crazy you know I've I've done a couple of shows uh, but it's kind of when you when you start the re- you know the releasing of the music is the first single and the second and now now we're actually on third now even though it's not coming out until next year so you're constantly always catching up with yourself but. Um, but as I say, it's gone really, really well. I've done some great shows, um, non, non, non coming up for the for the end of the year because I'm going out to America. I've heard so, of that place. Yeah, I love America. It's my one of my well, it's probably my favorite. New York, Los Angeles. I love New York, so I'm going to. I've just come back from New York. Actually, that was fabulous. So we're hoping to get a bit of radio play out in New York. We actually have got a couple of stations supporting this particular single, which is great. Don't suppose they need a DJ, do they? Because I know a guy. Uh, <laughs> I can always recommend <laughs> anybody. But yeah, uh, so it's been it's been a bit of a whirlwind, and then uh, of course, uh, anymore, which is the current single, came out, and that went straight to number one in the genre on iTunes, which you know is people were like, oh, well, it's only in its genre, but to have a number one and it's stuck at number one from the 9th of November till today, it's still in number one, and you know, and it, and it's new music. F- yeah, it's it's just been new music Friday, and literally. It's it stayed in the top forty, so I'm very 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 happy, and I'm very thankful for all the listeners that are listening and buying and streaming because it's very very important, you know. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to carry on, basically. But yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. And I'm sure everybody joins me in saying you're more than welcome because ah. the thing about Eyes Open when you came here and you played that live for us is how long had that been out at that point? Uh, so Eyes Open had been out probably three weeks. 
and it was still doing pretty well, shall it we was, say? Yeah, yeah. It, it did. Um, it debuted at like ninety, and then it kind of dropped right the way down into the twenties. And I was just like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. So yeah, so then that kind of uh, gave the label the umph to release a second song. So so that's how this new track came. So yeah, we're going to be talking all about the new single, which is called anymore exactly i knew that i hadn't forgotten <laughs> i wasn't stalling for time the new single is called anymore you can find it on the spotify and the itunes but there's so much to talk to talk about yeah and we will get there very very soon stay with us here won't you this is the peter greenwood show i'm felicity ward hi um i'm Jarrett from from the band bowling for soup this is chris james Hi, I'm Lauren Aquilina. My name's Ola Gatland. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Abandoman Rob Broderick to the show. I'm Sunny. Please welcome to the show from Still Game, Jane McCarry. Hi, everybody. My name is Tessa Violet. And this was Year One. If you are just joining us, where have you been? I have been worried sick about you. You have missed everything. I tried phoning people to get hold of you, but you didn't answer. In fact, do you know who I phoned? To find you, our guest in studio, Mr. Chris James, is here. Yes, I was very worried as well. <laughs> <laughs> See, Chris was worried about you. Stuart was worried about you as well. Hello, Stuart. Hello, I was definitely worried. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, before the break, we were just talking about the new single anymore and the reception to Eyes Open. And let's talk a little bit about the album a oh, little bit. yes. So the album is uh, so. First of all, the first single uh, it was was a you know out now pop song. It was kind of the last single that I did with my previous band. So uh, I decided that for the next single, I was going to open the album with that. So the album it is it is an, it's kind of it's an electronic sound. It's got heavy eighties influence. You know, we, who doesn't love the eighties? I mean, hello, the music was fabulous, the disco era. So the album basically is going to have lots of infusions of electronic sounds and 80s, you know, influences. So it's going to be a fabulous electro pop dance ballady album. Lots of mixes, but all the songs are beautifully classically written. But the production is going to be lots of lots of 80s, you know, synths. Really, you're going to rock out the 80s guitar riffs. So yes, yeah, so the album's going to be very interesting. I mean, it's kind of in development now. We've got. We've probably got the album, but a lot of the songs are on paper, and we need to kind of transition them from paper to the studio, um, which is a long and winding road. Oh, yeah, it's coming now. And Anymore, you know, as I say, Anymore is so different from Eyes Open, and I knew that when I was about to release it, but I just thought to myself, well, that's the way I want to go. I wanted to attract a more mature listener. I've got a lot of young fans, and I love them. They're great, but I was hoping they'd carry on with me and they have, and I've noticed from the demographic of this song now going out, it has attracted the more mature listener, and that's great for me because that's what I want to do. You know, going into my you know thirties, I want I want to have that um, that audience that wants to come and actually listen to you know good music, really. So yes, yeah, so I'm really happy how it's gone. It was a bit of a risk. I was told by the label, you know, it's very different, and if it doesn't work, you know, and I'm like, well, you can't live your life on ifs buts and maybes you've just got to give it a go you know so we've we've done that and and it will open up the album the second the third single will probably be i don't think it'll be it it needs to be mid-tempo it won't be a ballad but it'll be but it won't be like a disco floor filler but the album will have a lot of that on uh you know anymore is 
It's a very different song anymore, but at the end of the day, it's a great song. You know, it's a it's an escape song. It's about escaping the rat race of life in order to leave your troubles and get away on holiday for the week. You know, the 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 the, the chorus is all about being under the, you know the sun in the sun under the moonlight with the person that you love and just escaping all all. We all have problems, don't we? So that's basically what it's about, and that's what the album will be about. It'll be about escaping our worries and having someone to 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 think about and love and care about and giving a positive message because I feel that. Quite frankly, a lot of music now is over-sexualised. I said this in a lot of my interviews. There's a lot of rubbish coming through, and it's leading poor kids and people in different, you know, ways in life. And I just think there's no... I've not really heard many albums out there that just pure love. I think, like we were speaking, the last one that did that was probably The Beatles. You know, it was all happy music. You know, you'd listen to the records and you'd feel so happy about it. Do you know what I mean? It'd make you feel great. So that's what we're going to try and make with with the, the first album. Just a big bundle of fun is what exactly, you want. Exactly, yeah. You know, you know, take with so much controversy going on in the world, and I think you know, film and television, it's it's escapism, isn't it? But I actually think that most most of the films are about you know monsters or it's all crazy. So I think you know we need some really nice positive you know things going out there from the creative industry. So that's what I'd like for the album. Lots of love and care, and you turn to the album when you when you're a little bit down, and you want to you want a bit of inspiration to get yourself happy again, and. With the writing process, how how does that come across? Like, what's the how do you start a song? Is what I'm trying to ask. Well, I mean, it 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 depends really. It's I mean, I've done songwriting where you go in and the all the music's in and you just have to write the lyrics, which I don't really like to do. I like to start a song from the ground up, which is generally, if I'm working with Stuart, he'll be strumming on a guitar. He'll come up with a great you know melody either on guitar or vocally, maybe not with words. And then we'll just go, that's amazing. Let's write something to do with that. I mean, us, uh, the songs that we've done generally have been a collaboration of not knowing what we're doing and we just go in and, and, and form a song. Uh, there's never really been like, well, we'll write a song about this or that or the other. It's just come from melodies, really, with either music or vocal melodies. So, But then the, the opposite side of that is, you know, you can go into a studio where there's a, a brief and they want a love song, a breakup song, you know, a song about cheating or whatever it may be you know and uh, and that's quite that's another good way because you, you've then got a subject but for me generally I'd, I don't really have a subject I will just it's jamming you know and I think a lot of bands now the better bands in the world actually jam before they write music you know most people just go into a room and they all try and throw ideas and I think you know we, we need to go back to the times where we were jamming music and we all had instruments and we're all playing and then out of that comes comes a song you know it, it can't not if you've got three or four great musicians in a room and if there's a you know he's Stuart's an amazing guitarist probably one of the best guitarists I've ever worked with and you know he, so he's a very music got a musical mind so the melodies just come very very easy you know and I think if you're musical I'm quite good with melodies and a little bit on lyrics so it's it's like it's a great collaboration because it, it works, you know, together. Yeah, we're not, we don't have this, we don't overlap to the same skill set. Do yeah, we, we have I think I think there's strengths. a bit of a menu to it. There's like a stage. First, the stage is initial idea where you, you're just playing as something that's a spark you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Second stage, you do a bit of crafting, and if you can find a chorus that works, then you work back from that. Yeah. Second or third stage, often if if Chris has got an idea, if I've got one first, then Chris comes in and you pick the key. Then you you hear how Chris sings a certain phrase and melody. Then together we'll construct stage four, which is a demo. Yeah. Which includes second verses, all that. Yeah. And then I suppose you leave it and have an overview as to 
is it any good? Yeah. Because sometimes it's not. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it, it takes you, about know. it takes about four sessions yeah. just to get it, so, so you can you can overview it as pro- with the producer's mind. Yeah, because we we've I mean, Stuart's wrote a lot of songs in the past, and when I first met Stuart, he had songs that were amazing, some songs that weren't finished. So we worked together, and actually, when I first started working with Stuart, I wasn't that great. I, I wasn't, you know, it was it was ten years ago, so I hadn't had that much experience. I was, but but ten years later, I'm. I'm, I'm much better now and I, and I actually want to, you know, really get involved because it's so important to be involved with the whole creative side, you know. I think when you're a lot younger and you go into the music business, it's kind of a bit, uh, it's it's a bit like put together by the powers that be and they'll tell you what you wear, what you sing, what you don't, what you say and all of that. And so I'm happy I've been through that journey because it actually does help you when you get on, when you actually start becoming successful musically. You've got all of them lessons that you you know you've learned. So, um, but yeah, I mean that was a massive answer to your question, that wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we got there in the end, and that's always the key. That is the important <laughs> thing. I would like to ask, what happens if there's, shall we say, a disagreement between you and Stuart? Well, do you know it's funny? We don't generally have disagreements. I am quite. Um, uh, I don't really. I listen, but I don't. But I, it takes a, a little bit. It doesn't take much to convince me. But generally, if I'm, I'm quite territorial. So there's, we've literally just had. It wasn't a disagreement at all. It was just there's a song there called Scars, and it's just the most magnificent song. I think it's probably one of the. It's a, it's a Grammy award-winning song. If I, you know, to put it, to put it easily, because it, it really is. It's, it's just phenomenal, and it's been written for a while, and we've sat with it. And so Stuart said to me <laughs> last week. He said. Look, I've I've written another bit to the to the chorus. To the chorus, I think we need to add. I said no. I said you can't change the song. This song is going to make you and I a Grammy. We are not changing the song. And he's like, just you've got to listen. Give me we? three t- so, three cycles from two before you say. Anything. So of course we went. We come on the radio tour. We we were up north last week and. Uh, and uh, he he said, well, you just so he come in the hotel room with the guitar and he went, just listen to this. So I listened to it and I was like, yeah, I get what you mean, but it's st- I don't want it to take away from this like epic chorus because now I'm focusing on the, the kind of B side of the chorus. So consequently, he, he said, well, listen to it again. So I listened to it the second time and I said, yeah, it's quite good that. <laughs> and then he went, just one more, just let me do it one more time. And I did it, one, he did it one more time. And by, by the end, we both sit on the bed singing it and now I love it. So, you know, we don't, if we're... We've never fallen we out. Don't, we ever. don't have the same skills. We don't have the same personality. Yeah. We don't have any problem working together at all. Yeah, it's perfect. He has amazing, amazing talents, and I've got all right ones. But together, they do not counteract. They balance. So, so generally, like I'll know when we're on tour. I know to leave him alone. We go in the hotel. That's it. I do my own thing. I love my own company. I love talking to people. I'm on the phone every five minutes. I'm on the I'm on the social media to all the lovely followers that I've got. So I'm. Uh, we just we just don't clash at all. And I, uh, I have had a few arguments in the past. I mean, I always remember we wrote this one song in Germany, which was a fantastic song. And we wrote it, I was in a band, and it was the one occasion where we, I wrote it with a woman, the fantastic American singer-songwriter, Miss Ginger McKenzie. Now, she's amazing. She's had 17 number ones throughout the world. 
and she lives in a wonderful place now called Arizona uh, in, in Jerome. I think I'm going to be going there this year. I might pop in and see her. She now is a singer-songwriter and she owns a wonderful wine shop on the top of a mountain. And I'm not, honestly, it's just the views on this mountain. I mean, you know that Arizona, it's like all the red, oh, it's just the red rock formations. It's just magnificent. It looks like it's been there since the start of time. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, I went there, and you know, as a little young lad from Liverpool, I'm like, what's this? It's fantastic, you know. So I, we, we were living in Germany at the time as a band, which was the scheme I was in. And one of the guys went back to London because he was sick or something. I don't know. So we wrote this fabulous song called Dear Space. And it was basically about not knowing what's going on, on on planet Earth. And so we send a letter up to space to say, Dear Space, we're down here. What's going on? If there's anyone up there, can you come down and let us know? Or at least send the letter back and let us know what's, what are we here for? So we wrote this song, it was an emotional song, we were all getting really, I was getting a bit teary because it was a, it's a really powerful song. Anyway, this lad come back and he came back and he wanted to sing, he wanted to sing the whole song and I'm like, hang on, we're in a band and by the way, we wrote it and you didn't. So I kicked off in the studio in a big way and that was the only time I've ever kicked off in my whole career of 15 years. <laughs> I, I just thought, you know, how, how can you come back into a, into a setting of songwriting where you didn't even well, bands, put... bands are hard work. But he knew it was such a great song, you see, he wanted to sing it. I was like, this is our song, it's not your song anyway, yeah. So I did kick off once, but I've... I think I'm a bit wiser now. I just I just want it to be the best for everyone that's involved, you know. But you my have... ni- 19-year-old self probably wasn't that person. <laughs> <laughs> you have grown and changed as an artist. Yeah. And, and that's something I want to ask you about. You mentioned that the new album is going to sound mature and it's going to have a kind of older audience, hopefully. Yeah. What inspired that change? Well, I just think, for me, uh, uh, we've got... I think you've got it when, when, because I was in a band that was a pop, pop, you know, out now pop rock band, and then I've kind of that's that felt a bit, and then I've come back to the drawing board, and I just love the eighties. I love George. I just love it all, you know. I love all of that era, and I think for a male solo artist that's kind of already been in the music business for a while. I don't think I could have gone and done another pop song. Do you know what I mean? Even though Eyes Open did do well, but I think, you know, there's already an Ollie Mayers out there. Do you know what I mean? So I just thought, we sat down, I said, you know, I love this type of... We, we, it come about really jamming, you know, the song, the songs that you write will define really what your sound is. You know, production is another thing as well. But we just decided that an electro-pop sound would be better for me. It would have more longevity because, I, you know, we're all, we, we, you, the music industry is, is slightly ageist, I think, when you are a starter. When you're a, if, you're, if you're 25 and you're trying to get signed, forget it. But if you're 25 and you've been in the business for 10 years, then you've got a chance, you know. And it is a it's a very sad thing that I hate that it's such an ageist industry because it, it there is more talent in somebody well, that is in the mid 20s because quite, they've had years of experience. It's quite weird as well because behind the scenes of all these projects that look and seem young, there's a mature writing yeah. team, there's a mature bunch yes. arranger, there's a mature um, producer yeah it's a bit of an illusion that someone at 18 and 19 has got the skills to come up with what they seem to have come up with it's usually wrote and recorded and produced by a team yeah i mean there was a, there's an artist who i won't name because he won't be he may listen but he, he, i just wouldn't want anyone to think i was talking badly about artists but there is a certain artist in the world now who is a megastar and I know point blank because I know the songwriter that wrote the songs and he's in an interview basically saying how, you know, this is the most emotional song I've ever written. And 
And I'm thinking to myself, well, I know you didn't write that song. I know you were in the room when it was being written, but I know you didn't write it. And I just think to myself, it's like, if the pe- and I know the person that wrote it is 38. And so I'm thinking, well, hang on. So it is, it's a bit sad. So I think for me, we, we were thinking about what works musically, but also what I, I like. So it was kind of the fact that I'm, I'm maturing as an artist. I'd like to have a sound that will give me another 10 years in the music industry, which I think that 80s electro will go on and on because there's so many bands that are current and are not current but are still current because they, you know, they released a song or an album 10 years ago and it's still being played now. So I um, I feel like uh, that that's how it kind of came about and then we started writing the songs and we were just like, this is definitely the way I need to go. And if you see the Any More Music video, it's very 80s, you know, I've got a girl playing piano, it's like all disco lights and it's just a cool, it's, it's just a cool imagery, you know, the imagery is very cool as well. It's I just think for me and the person I am, I think it's right for me now. And I suppose when the album gets released, that'll be the decide and whether it works or not. But I'm going to give it the best chance and the best opportunity. I've got the best opportunity and I'm going to give it the best that I possibly can because it'll either be the first and last or it'll be the first of many. But if it's the first and last, then it's going to be the best album that I've ever produced because it'll be the last. (laughs) (laughs) But the kind of thing that you can look back on in 15, 20 years and put it on for your kids and be like, this was me, I wrote this. Well, I I hope they're still playing the music, you know, because I think... I think if you write a song, a classic song, and you have a really good producer that knows the time and, and, and has a, a, an insight to what works 10 years ago, and I think by using influences that were current 30 and 25 years ago, if, it's, if they're still being played now, well, they're going to still be getting played. If you look at a song from the 80s that's being played now, well, if you record a song now that has a similar influence from that, it's going to be well, still played 20 years yeah, from songs, now. Yeah, songs don't age. It's just the production you yeah. know, changes around them, really. Chords, meaning, songs about love and life, all they, they stay the same, really. But the, it's the production that computers have changed. Yeah, the technology Computer, is... Technology production. Also, I mean, you can't do an urban record. You can't do a grime record. No, you no, can't no, do no. It. So there's certain just physical restrictions to who you are as an artist perhaps which are which help when you're writing an album don't you absolutely because you do need a fence you're like yeah you've got it you i mean i don't like we've had many conversations Stuart and i about pigeonholing artists and saying well why do you have to just be in that genre why can you not just put an album out that is of and i've said in the past if i did an album i'd like to do a cross genre album because why when, I, when most albums are released, people go, well, I like track two, four, and eight, but the rest I'm not interested in. And that's because it's of the same genre, you know, or the same, you know, it's all very... So I thought, well, why not do an album that's, you know, we do a rock, we do a pop, we do... Why not? But then it, it's kind of fallen on, well, we could probably achieve that with, with the the album that we're going to do because it's going to be electronic but there will be beautiful ballads and there will be floor fillers and then there will be a mid-tempo where you'll be a bit more rocking your head rather than wanting to get up and dance, so... Time will tell, but I'm sure I think you'll. I think you really will enjoy the album because we already know what the songs are. We just need to get the productions in place now, which do take a long time, yeah. and that's why we're looking at probably a September I don't think 2019. Many artists do get, if you're talking about the stages of development, seven, no. seven stages, it's very expensive to get to the seventh stage. It's, 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 with the, you've had a producer, it's been mixed, you've had it mastered, and it's released. I think a lot of artists don't get there on most songs. You, no, no, you, it's you're probably talking. 10 every couple of years absolutely you? well i mean yeah. the I, I the way i see it is usually an artist's first year will be releasing the fit the singles like i've done this year so you get like one two and three if you're lucky we started june so we've got two songs out 
the next single will drop next year at the beginning of the first quarter shall we say and then the album will come so it is it's a two-year process by the time the album drops we'll have been working for two years and I think that's a good enough time to be able to accomplish something worth listening to you know I think so and also it's not as if you're just sitting there like oh this will do like no way, everything no. is it's like and Stuart is like yeah you know, I'll, I'll turn up for three hours in the studio and he'll be waiting for 15 before, do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like he's eating, but that's the key to making something great. It's also always a team, isn't it? Yeah. There's like, on this single, for example... Oh, it was passed uh, to Tom, so many people. Tom, Tom Fuller done Tom an amazing Fuller. job. The guy that makes yeah. it did an amazing job. The guy that mastered did an amazing job. Yeah, you get you. The, yeah. There's there's me, the Stuart, there's there's the, the producer, then there's the then you've got all the the master, the mix. You know, it, there's so many people, and then we had a, we've got the Wide Boys have done a dance remix and Steve Smart. So uh, you know that that's now starting to go into the clubs now. So we'll probably get you know into the charts with the clubbing. It's, I've got to say the people who play a keyboard player friend of mine Mike, Mike yeah, he's so, yeah, great. I've got to say we've that had, I know. Yeah, Mike, we've yeah. had Mike Dave we've, had, we've got a lot of lovely people involved with this and the great that's one thing I've never really had I haven't I haven't I've never had a fantastic team and now I've got a fantastic team and I think that's the key to success in any business is having the correct team I was in the band they were great but they weren't really bothered they weren't interested you know what I mean they wanted it I think they liked the idea of being in a band but then when it comes to doing really hard work touring up and down the country it's a very hard job you know people all my friends are like oh look at you up and down but they don't realise it's like today you know seven hours in a car to do three stations it's like and then tomorrow the next day that, and then one day off and then I love it. There's there's nothing. I mean, I actually, if I could stay on radio tours, I love it because it's like I don't know how many listeners each station gets, but I, I can guarantee it's more than going into a pub round the corner. So it's like you know, some some stations you could probably be playing to a, an arena. It's like so you do you do four of them a day, but I love it because it, it is great then because then you get feedback from social medias. You know, you get lovely people reaching out and saying, well. Like we were speaking about before, you were, wasn't we, Peter? About you know people coming in and and um, you know saying they've heard the show in the US and all of that, and that's such a nice thing because you don't really know how far it goes until somebody reaches out and says, "Wow, that was great." This is the voice of Mr. Chris James. He is going to play us some music, and this song, I am reliably informed, is an exclusive. It's an exclusive for the Peter Greenwood show, and yes, yeah, so this is a song that we wrote. And um, it, it's not completely complete, but we thought we'd just do a little tiny acoustic version for you. And it is missing a middle eight, as we've just discovered. <laughs> but it's, it, it, in its form, it's just a lovely ballad, and it's called Joined Apart. just can't fly that low I was tearing up the truth I had nowhere to go so I told you I don't want you baby you're not my lover now I was so cold should have never ever shot you with my ambitious gun should have stuck around to take a good luck what I have done I'm not that perfect, but you're perfect for me, it's all I know I was so cold So don't run away I need you, 
Please turn around and stay You're my vision, I see you, I feel you I'm so wounded here I am Still join the park I'm bursting out the blocks See how fast I fly This time I wear the truth No need for alibis If I tell you I want you, I want you And I will take a vow You mean that much to me This is the PE Agreement Show. My guest in studio is Mr. Chris James and his faithful guitarist, Stuart, who is here. Say hello, boys. Hello. hello. See, I always like getting people to say hello, so it's not just so it doesn't just sound like me you sitting in the studio by myself. On your own. No, it's, we're definitely here. Right like, in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> really, there? Honestly, I'm not making them up. These people aren't in my head. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the single. It's yep. called Anymore. It is. Tell us a little bit about that. So Anymore is a song that was written probably about three weeks after Eyes Open was released. And it was released, it was written very quickly because we were, we kind of had the success of Eyes Open and then we went straight back to the drawing board to carry on writing, knowing full well we needed another single within the next three months. So, you know, um, Stuart had a great idea. We work very, very well together on it. And it, it, the song is basically about escaping all your problems, you know, the rat race of life, in order to get away, to leave all your problems, to have a nice time in the sunshine, you know, get away on holiday with the person that you love. So it's a really nice song for people that, you know, are struggling and they just, like, want to listen to it. You know, I have a, already I've had lovely followers, like, 
you know, on Instagram, like singing the song, like saying, you know, I just want to get one holiday. You know, it makes me feel so happy, this song. I just want to leave every all my problems behind, you know, so it's doing the right job. But yeah, basically that's how the song came about. It's an escapism song, but for, with a positive uh, message to get yourself on holiday. <laughs> I think the good thing about it is I've, I've been listening to a few songs recently and I would describe them as floor stompers like yeah. Tessa Violet has yeah. just released a new single called Bad Ideas and it's a floor stomper. It's one yeah. of those songs that makes it go, yeah. yeah. And that's what I really liked about any Anymore. Yeah. And so what was the process like because you said you had to write it very quickly yeah what was that what was that like well it was it was kind of like we kind of we've me and Stuart have been writing together for many years like on and off so we we already kind of Stuart had the idea and then I'd like we we worked together on it and then I went to the label and said well we've got a song that we think well we kind of had three songs didn't we yeah well, we, we demoed demo the sketch of it create as in the keyboards was there the rhythm the riff was there a lot of things and uh, we've got a good got a good overview of it, didn't we, yeah. really? And then producer, I think, really, wasn't it? it but was we had of... two. We had we had another song called Gotta Find You, which is a great track, which is going to be on the album. So we demoed up Anymore and Gotta Find You, both written, uh, written around the same time. Um, but the label were like, well, we need it, like, in... Because, you know, most... When you put a release out, the release was November 9th. You know they need the song three months before that, so that takes you know back to like the end of the end of July, beginning of August, and any any eyes open only came out in June. So I was like, oh my goodness! And I said, I, I at one point I had a phone call with Stuart, and I said, well, don't worry, we'll record the song next weekend, a full week's time. We'll get we'll finish the track this week, and we'll get we'll get you know this was a Friday. I said a week today, I'll I will come to London, we'll record it, and we'll get it. So so I go go back to the label, and they went, oh no. You're in the studio tomorrow. So I'm like, <laughs> Stuart, you're going to have to come to London tomorrow. So he came, thank goodness. And, and, and Anymore came about, you know, but it was just Anymore was a chorus. It was a very strong chorus. That's how it started, as Stuart was saying. Generally, that's how most songs do start. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is a massive hit. We need to pursue this. So we, we finished the song. And that, and that, you know, and the greatest thing about it is I love it because it is it is that if you really sit and listen and analyse the words, it's it's about, you know, building your dreams, you know, really what for, you know, you just, at the end of the day, you just want to get away, leave all your troubles behind and get away on holiday. You know, we're all happy or most happy when we're, you know, under the sunshine, dancing under the moonlight, under a blue moon, you know, all them lyrics. It's just so nice. It's, I really love the song. I really, really do. And there's a nice dance remix if anyone's interested in dance music. So there's a dance remix by the Y Boys and Steve Smart. Um, and that that's now currently You managed going. to get a riff in there, a guitar riff, which is, there's not many guitar guitars on, on tunes nowadays. Really. Yeah, yeah. There's no, a guitar not. riff in there as well. Yeah, it's good. Part. So anyone, anybody that wants to listen to that, you can hear that. They'll be going out throughout the clubs. I think it started yesterday, the, the club campaign. So, so yeah, so we're hitting both both ends. So as you say, it's a stomper, so it'll be actually getting played. It's completely different, obviously. It's a, it's a big remix, you know, the DJ producers. It's not something that we would have done, but it's actually done really well. So that's good. And you're going to give us a little bit of a treat. You're going to perform it live for us. Absolutely. Well, I always think it's nice when you come into the stations, we prepare a couple of songs. But um, I always think it's nice to perform the this song that you're playing because it, you, that you get the sense of how it was written then and how, you know, it, but just literally a guitar and a, and a voice. So, yeah. So, this is my current single. This is Chris James and this is Anymore. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. One, 
cannot tell you how good it's been having my friend Chris James back in studio and uh, his faithful guitarist Stuart. It's good to have you guys back. Let's talk a little bit about the music video for Anymore. Yeah, so so what happened with Anymore, the music video, I sent it over to the film company and they were like, we love this song. We are going to do an amazing music video. And so the, the initial idea was to... Um, I don't know if you remember... Um, What's that band? Killers. The Killers did. Somebody told me that you are a boyfriend. That one. So they were. They their music video was in a desert, and it was a massive LED TV screen. It was like a hundred foot either way. So he said, "Why don't we do something similar to that? Where we what we'd do is we'd kind of um, film you with the band performing the song, and then we would." Do a quick edit and project that onto the screen while you perform. And so it was just going to be this meta huge. So I said, oh, that sounds fantastic. So they, they just went everywhere trying to get this screen and they couldn't get it. So they said, look, we're going to have to go back to the drawing board. So we said, we've hired this massive film studio, which sit fits, I think it fit 10 arc. Yeah. How do you say that? What is it? An arc, uh, What's the big truck? Arctic. Arctic trucks. Uh, the Arctic trucks. Arctic so lorry. An Arctic <laughs> lorry. Ten of them would fit inside this studio. So we, we hired the studio in London, and he said, we've got this amazing idea where we're going to use the most LED disco lights ever used in a music video, and the, and the only company that could supply was the one that does the X Factor. So that's, that's quite a good record to have. <laughs> yeah, so we got it. So we got that. We used... Um, it was just amazing. So I turned up to the studio, and it's just like just flight cases everywhere and so the idea was just basically it was a performance based video which because I thought with eyes open having that uh, scenario of the kind of breakup of the boyfriend and the girlfriend I just thought this time it's me on my own let's do a performance based video so that's what we did I had a lovely a lovely friend who plays piano she's a girl so I thought nice cool she looked really 80s because it's that 80s vibe yeah. you know lots of colours pinks and greens and blues and it literally was just me performing with the band so um it, it was shot in a day, and it was just the most fun I've ever had. I've never actually done a music video on my own, like performing on my own with a band, because I've always been in a band, so it was really nice, you know. And they did have a choreographer on standby, because I sometimes I'm really awkward, you know. I'm like, right. yeah, yeah. So I, had a, I did have a choreographer who just turned up on the day, and he was very good. He kind of put me at my, my mind at ease, but I was kind of saying to myself, well... Why do I need a choreographer? Because I'm doing a performance-based video, which I know how to perform. Mm. But you, you, you don't realise that there's like certain like accent, you know, accents where you might want to go like bam, you know, with your arm. And mm -hmm. and whilst I'm in the moment, I wouldn't really think to do that. So he was actually a very good asset to have on the day. But that's a first for me having a choreographer on set. But it was a huge production. There was about thirty people on set. I had the most fantastic stylist who does Harry Styles and she's amazing, amazing from Wales. Um and we got on really well and she got me in some really cool suits. I was in like one point I was in a mustard suit, then a blue suit, then a green suit. So it was just great. I had the most fun. It was probably the most fun video I've I've shot to date. And uh, yeah. When is it out? It came out uh, last Friday. Oh, did it? Yeah, it's out now. I want you to. Oh. That's why I, was, I thought you may have seen it. I'll send it to I you. I haven't seen it. You but need it, to send it to me, it's, please. It's already got 250,000 views in a week, so that's amazing. That was 10 days now it's been yeah, out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really, really, really cool. And it's. A, it, I think you need to watch the video because I think when you watch the video, you you get the song even more then it brings everything to light. And that was the key because the song was so different from what, what, what people are used to hearing. 
we said we need a really strong music video and that's what it is so oh i'm so i'm so happy you haven't seen it because when you see it, you're gonna be like oh that's great i am so excited i didn't realize it was out i yeah, do yeah, apologize yeah. I, I feel no. I, I feel like a fake fan now. no don't be silly not at all no 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 <laughs> i will definitely i will send it to you on twitter please do i will speaking of twitter yes you and i have to have a conversation so because Uh-oh. you are running a com- competition yes i am for people to be in your next music video i am and I said to you on Twitter, I'm rubbish at competitions, can I be in the music video anyway? And you replied, yes. Absolutely, you can be in the video, but... But? It is, it, it's not to be in the video, it's to be on the set of the video. Oh, okay. So you are there, that's why I said, yes, you could definitely be on set if you want to be on set. I am there. Okay, perfect, well, I'll let you know the details. It'll be a great day, you'll be <laughs> you'll have, you'll have be fed, you'll be watered. Um, you, yeah, we look with the, the team are always well looked after, so they get lovely food, and we have drinks after... Obviously non-alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, naturally. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great day. You're very, very welcome. I'd love you down there. You could maybe do. We could maybe do an interview on set. Now that is a good idea. Yeah, I like the way you think, Mister James. Let's do that. That is fantastic, guys. I cannot tell you how much fun. It's been having you here. Where can people find you on the social media? Well, for all your lovely listeners that already know, it's chrisjamesmusic.com. But for the ones that don't, it's Chris spelled with a K. So it's K-R-I-S, jamesmusic.com. And there, that's my page where you'll find YouTube videos. I've literally literally just started kind of a music vlog. So there's lots of fun. Me basically in the car all the time. um, Because that's all I seem to be doing. Uh, And you will be on the next one because you've just been featured on my my, uh, video. So before we start, this we uh chris did a little bit of a walk around the pulse studios and i'm in the background so so you'll be in the next vlog so very excited so um yeah so you can catch me there or twitter is mr chris james and so is instagram mr chris james always with a k r i s not c h r i s and i assure you he is worth a follow ladies and gentlemen mr chris james thank you very much would you introduce any more for us i will Hi, my name's Chris James, and this is my new single, Anymore.
as they say. Now, this is a thing I did for college a few years ago. 2014, I believe it was. The tail end of 2014. And it's a project I'd been writing initially for television, but then the idea came up to do it as what we'd call a graded unit assessment, what you would call a final, I believe. So I got some friends together. I say friends. Some of them, you know, are still friends. (laughs) (laughs) No, I got the cast together and we recorded it and this is what happened. The project is called Times of Our Lives. It is the first episode. I believe this first episode is titled The New Girl. Not a hint as to what's coming. It totally is. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a listen and then we're going to come back afterwards and I'm going to explain some secrets to you, some secrets of the recording. Now, there may be A couple of bits of bad language in this. I can't remember. I haven't listened to it in a long time. But we'll we'll take that gamble. We'll roll the dice. We'll see what happens. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and every single body in between of the discerning listening public, may I present to you for the first time ever on any radio station anywhere in the world, because this has never been broadcast, for the first time ever, times of our lives, the new girl. Attention, people of Earth. This is your goal. I come to you now to smite thee for not obeying my many commandments. You shall watch helplessly as I cast thee down into- Alice, get out of here, you're ruining it! Which is it this time? Alien leader? God voice? God. The only thing I'll make about you is the smell. Now just tell the story, idiot. I'm Peter, and this is the first time I was told about her. No, not her, another her. A her actually like. This story begins like most great stories do. Gone with the wind, Winnie the Pooh, even the Bible, on a Tuesday. Good morning, Starsha. Dry up, I'm not in the mood. You've only been here 13 minutes. Dunsmere's picking on me. What did he do now? Nothing. Why does everyone always ask me that? Because I've known you like 13 of my 17 years and it's normally always you. It wasn't me this time. I was going up the stairs and I swung my bag and accidentally hit James Mackay in the nose. Uh-huh. The same James Mackay who's been picking on you for the past two years. Exactly. So I get pulled into Arsehole's office and I try explaining the reason I was adjusting my bag was because my back just hurts because my bag's so big. That's what Finish you... that sentence and I'll make you a sheet and we'll see what you say. Jeez, I can't do anything this morning, can I? Nothing except be quiet. Fine. Fine? Fine! Fine! Everything alright to you? Oh, you scared the life out of me. Stop being so jumpy. Stop being so poopy. That's mature. Fine, thank you. Leave me alone, please. Oh, hark at this. The girl who got sick and home egg vomited in a pot of soup and tried to pass it off as banana surprise flavour is saying to me about maturity. Well, you may be fine. Maybe I want some help. Did you think of that? Do you need help? 
know what you're doing. Yeah, sorry, j- j- just saying that to annoy her. Me? Yes, you. I thought we were flip sides of the same person. Interchangeable. Just here to see if you know what you're doing and if you need any help, yes or no. I don't, do you, Alice? I don't, do you, Peter? I don't, do you, Alice? I don't, do you, Peter? I don't, do you, Alice? Okay, enough. I'll separate you two if I have to. No, please don't. I'll be good. I can't live without him. However shall I cope? Oh, that's right. Pretty well. Right. Come with me now. Nah, you're alright, thanks. We were just breaking your balls a bit, just for giggles, you know. We'll be good now. Scout's honour. You were never a scout. Yeah. What is a scout, anyway? I think they're the dudes who climb trees. We'll be so good now. Do all the work just like little angels. Fine, thank you. If I hear from you two again, I'll separate you. That told him. How can he threaten us? He came over to us. We were just sitting here doing our thing and he starts on us. How is that fair? I hate maths. At least you're good at it. I'm sorry to clarify. I hate him. The class is piss easy. I can do this in my sleep. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to like it. (laughs) That's what she said. What? Get out of here. Nobody asked you. Sorry about her. She's a bit pitchy today. What's wrong with you today? Why are you being so grumpy? Did you not get enough sleep last night? What did you get up to? I studied a bit. Oh, I made some chilli. After that, I went to bed and read. You studied? Yeah, I studied. You think I want to end up like the rest of these specimens? You haven't studied since autumn in 1996, and you only did that because you had chicken pox and couldn't get out of bed, and you looked like some kind of reverse strawberry. Yeah, and you gave me those chicken pox, so you know, up yours. Yeah, but I got them from Christopher. I know, but by that time, they're like third-hand skanky chicken pox. Who wants his cast-offs? Oh, that's right. You did, once. I told you, nothing happened with her! If you say so. So that's more or less my life. Me and Alice bicker, we make up, we make fun of everyone else around us. Truth be told, as much as I liked this existence, it had kind of just been that way for years. Just me and her against the world. It's kind of a long story as to why, we'll get to that. And it's entirely possible my life would have carried on in this trajectory. (laughs) Big word, trajectory. If it hadn't been for the events that were due to happen, when I found myself outside the headmaster's office. Gerward! Yo, sir. That's Dunsmuir. He's the assistant headmaster. It's an interesting experience having a nemesis. You should try it. He's hated me for years, and the feeling is more than mutual. Keep your yours to yourself and come. Houston, why are you here? Funds. I don't know what that means. I didn't think you would. Good luck. I'll keep you in my prayers. You're not religious. If I was, me asking God for a favour wouldn't help you much. Thank you, Albert. Hello, Peter. Have a seat, please. Sorry to pull you out of class. Are you well? I'm getting there, sir, and and it's only friends. What I don't know by now isn't worth knowing. Well, that's not a very positive attitude. Uh, Now, I wanted you here because there's something I think you can help the school with. We're expecting a new student joining us in a few days. Normally, it would be up to me to show her around, but there's only so much I can do as there's a new scheme in place with the school authority that new students feel better about the new environment if they're introduced to it by another student. What I need from you is to be here for eight tomorrow morning to meet her. Well, the building's still quiet and it won't stress her out too much. At this stage, I wanted to say... Why me, though? I'm not saying I don't want to do it. I'm, I mean, I'm not exactly the most popular person in the school here, though, but... Instead, I was brave and bold, and I wasn't taking this laying down. I looked him right in the eye, man to man, and I told him, and I said... Yes, sir. How'd it go? You're never going to believe this. C. 
after he was saying to me it's some government scheme or whatever that pile of doink was. And now I've been landed the job of unpaid babysitter to some new girl. Do we have any choice in the matter? I don't think so. In fact, as far as I know, it's compulsory. We've got to do it. I made that part up. I just wanted to mess with her. Unreal. So we've got to hang out with this little bitch. Because i got to tell you, I've just gotten this to the way I like it. You and me in here doing our thing. I'm not keen on someone messing this up. Messing what up? We've got just the right amount of isolation going on. We've been through too much together for this now. We were always going to have to adapt to college, we discussed this before. This won't change anything, it's just you and me against the world, same as it's always been. And what if you decide you like her more than me? Or what if she decides to hang out with us permanently? New people suck. How can I like her more than you? We'll have her for a day, two at most. You know what it's like here, she'll be the shiny new thing everyone goes after, and as soon as she gets her bearings will be nothing but maybe a nod on the staircase. That's what I'm counting on. I'm telling you, I don't like this. It's bad juju. I didn't want to admit it, but I was quietly enjoying the idea. After lunch, we went off to our admin class, where I got the shock of a lifetime when Alice said... I'm starting to come round to the idea, you know. Maybe it'll be cool. I wish she'd give me the chance to babysit. Somewhere, we totally flipped our positions. She was totally against her earlier, and I was trying to encourage her, but now it seems like I was the antisocial git, and she was the one welcoming Andrea with open arms. Oh yeah, I'm sure you'd have great fun with her. I have to be here for 8 o'clock tomorrow. That's an hour earlier than normal. And it's always cold in the mornings, and she's probably going to be some kind of total yob. Yeah, but at least it'll be cool getting to hang out with a new girl before any of the Neds or wannabe emos grab her. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's time I told you why we don't want anyone else around. I'm not from around these parts, as you may have guessed. I moved here when I was about five years old, and the mentality around here is that if you're not at least fourth generation from this town, you're basically an outsider. So I got bullied a lot when I was in primary school. And that's where I met Alice. It's not really my place to share her story, so I'll leave that for her to do, but let's just say she has issues with her parents. So she wasn't exactly popular either, as it quickly became common knowledge and she got as much as I did. It helped that we both lived in the same place, so we saw each other and worked out pretty quickly that we were, for whatever reason, the oddballs and the outcasts and the strangers in this strange land, whatever you want to call it. That's when we formed our duo. She's always had my back and defended me, and I always had hers and defended her. And there was a lot to defend each other from. And it didn't get any better when we started high school. All the bullies from primary school met up with all the bullies from the other primary schools and decided who their targets were. Guess who? But we came through it. They eventually left, or got kicked out, or asked politely not to return to the building. We've survived everything together. Punches, kicks, verbal abuse that make Jim Davidson cringe. Even a murder attempt. No, really. So for Alice to say that she was actually looking forward to seeing this girl and welcoming someone into our little duo was something of a huge step for her. I was proud of making that jump. Well, another day, another dollar. It's always interesting when something different happens, isn't it? it certainly gave us something different. Mm. Right, see you later. See ya. Hey, Mum. Hey, how was school? Yeah, uneventful. Made another demon in art today. You do like your demons, don't you? Not really, it's just about all I can make. You know, firstborn got the artistic genes, so all I got was the beautiful blonde hair and the ability to make a damn fine lentil soup. 
there any mail for me? Yeah, on the table. Hmm. Junk? Junk and crap, is this it? Well, what were you expecting? Nothing, really. What are you playing? Looks fun. Um, I'm not sure. It's on the table there. Hmm. Feel no fear. Interesting choice for you. I always thought you were more a Tetris kind of gal, but here we are, blowing the skulls off demons. Have you gotten to the big boss Satan about halfway through yet? Oh, don't, don't ruin it for me. Well, that's what you get for playing my video games. Have you got any homework? Even if I did, I wouldn't do it, but, but I don't. Mum, I want to talk to you about something that happened in school today. What kind of something? Do I need to make a phone call? Well, I was in French today. I got the call to go see the headmaster, so I went down to his office and... Why? Well, that's not really the important thing. The point is, I no, went no, down no. to his... I want to know why you were called out from your class. I'm trying to tell you if you give me a chance here, Mum. Come on! As I was trying to say, Dupree spoke to me and he wants me to mentor the new girl coming to school. Really? Well, that's good. What's she like? I don't know, I haven't met her yet. I've got to be at the school for about eight tomorrow morning so I can meet her and show her around and play tour guide, that kind of thing. So, um, what do you get out of this? The satisfaction of knowing I've done something nice for a fellow student. Nothing, then. Yeah, it's about right, yeah. the hairdryer. I like the way it makes my hair bounce. Sue me. I want to look pretty. So, I ended up outside Dupree's door at half past eight in the morning. I could hear voices on the other side of the door. What if she hated me? Even worse, what if she liked me? I'm not equipped to deal with that kind of thing. I couldn't stand it any longer. The tension was killing me. I, I had to leave. I had to get out. I had to do something. I couldn't just sit there, so I decided to do the very brave thing and leave. But it was too late. They were coming, the door opened, and... Ah, here's the boy in question. Good morning. Good morning, sir. I... 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 Wow, she was beautiful. I couldn't believe my luck. She was amazing. She was tall. She had long dark hair. She was really pretty. Wow. Whatever I did to deserve this, thank you. Um, hi, I'm yours. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm Peter. He's the perfect person to show you around. One of our best behaved students. Um. Hi, I'm, um, uh, what's your first class? Uh, I, I, I don't know entirely. You're both academically at the same level at the moment, so you're in the same classes. Cool. Looks 
something we'd be feeling together. Just be cool, just be cool, just be cool. Don't say anything stupid, just be cool, just be cool, just be cool. So Andrea, yes? I like that name. Damn it! Ruined it already! Impressed? You remembered my name. Most people are calling me Amanda or something like that by now. How is it possible to confuse Andrea with Amanda? Oh, you'd be surprised. The amount of times I've asked myself that. I see. So, what brings you to this little mountain paradise? <laughs> I hope you're making a joke about it being a mountain paradise. I am. Personally, I can't tolerate this place on any level, but the people who were born here and live here talk about the place like it's their own child or something. It's kind of sickening. I know what that's like. I come from Edinburgh. I love it there. Oh, really? That's awesome. I love Edinburgh. Really? You've been there? Yeah, years ago I used to be in the Scottish U Parliament. I used to run through there on meetings and, you know, that kind of thing. It looked an amazing place. You know the Royal Mile? Those steps that you go up to the castle? Yeah, I fell down them. I used to live about ten minutes away from there. How long did you live in Edinburgh for? All my life. This is the first time that I've lived anywhere else. How did you end up here in Carron? Just my family decided they wanted a bit of a change. Threw a dart at a map and here we are. Oh, that's cool. Do you like it here? I hate it with a passion even Shakespeare couldn't properly express. Oh, but I thought you said that people that live here love this place. People who are born here love this place. You weren't born here? Good God, no. I moved here when I was like five. I've never liked this place. Where did you live before? Well, I was born in Inverness and then moved to a small village called Tarbert. You probably passed it on the way down here. Um, small place, nothing but fishing boats and a co-op? Yeah, that's the place. Well, I used to live there for a while and then I moved out here. See, I don't actually live here, you know, I'm... How did you get that accent? Where is it from? I get that a lot and I actually have absolutely no idea. See, I can sound like I'm from here, but it sounds pure hood or bad when I try to do it pure often, so I don't do it a lot. I prefer to sound like this, you see. Where are your parents from? My mum's from Derbyshire, but my dad's from the Ukraine. Really? No, he's from just outside Manchester, Stockport kind of area. I see. So what's the school like then? You want the nice diplomatic version or the honest cold hard truth? Um, Diplomatic. It's a hellhole that should be blown up and sent to hell faster than you can say help. Oh, so what's the hard cold truth? This place is a total pee-pee soaked hellhole that should be blown up and sent back to the Dark Ages for some kind of torture purposes against people who anger the throne. <laughs> Good use of the word pee-pee. Well done. So where are we going first? I actually have no idea. Truth be told, I'm not actually the best person for this gig. I'm probably the worst person to be a tour guide. I can't do public speaking to save my life or anyone else's. Although, in fairness, there's a few people whose lives I probably wouldn't bother saving. Well, if we're in the same classes anyway, I'll just follow you around till I get used to the place. I did originally have that plan, but I wanted to try and impress you by being professional and all that, you know. I see. How long until first class? Normally the bell rings at about five to nine in the morning. As opposed to night? That's for registration, but I think we have history. I got my timetable this morning. Yeah, we do. I haven't seen my timetable since about an hour I was given it. Can I see yours? Yeah, I was given it this morning. Here. It's identical to mine, if I remember right. What happened to yours? I ate it. Why? I was provoked into it. Long story, it involves a badger and a pair of running shoes. Point being, I haven't seen it in a little bit. Uh, yeah. Good thing it looks like we'll be seeing a lot of each other then. I don't have a huge problem with that, do you? 
As long as the badgers don't come back, we'll be fine. Oh my god, you have a sense of humour. Really? You found that funny? I am quite easily amused. And there was me thinking I was the Jim Carrey of Karen. True story, you know, those big industrial cranes that spin round and use the construction sites, you know, the cab at the top and, look, I'm a crane, that kind of thing. Yeah. One of them was pulled into the town to help build some big building, I have no idea what it was, I forget. And you know what the people here thought it was? They thought it was a telegraph mast. You know, one of those things for phone receptions, like that thing out there? That's what they thought it was. No way. No one's that stupid. Honest to God, there was a big article about it in the paper about it being a telegraph mast for broadband internet and yay, the future's here. I think I want to go home now. Seriously, can I go home now? Unfortunately, no. Wait, wait, which home? Here home or Edinburgh home? I don't actually have a home yet. We're buying a house, just waiting on the contract signed. Then I'll be good to go. Where's the house? Is this in town? Thankfully, no. It's in some village. I haven't seen it yet. Village? Do you know what it's called? Sadell, I think. No way. Let me guess, you live there. Who'd have thought we'd be neighbours? Great. Sorry, that was rude. I'm just a bit freaked out at the moment. No worries, I get it. You'll be alright, I promise. Thanks. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Right then, the whole building. Seven floors, top to bottom. Everywhere and anywhere. Every star that ever was. Where do you want to start? This way. Let's go. Starring in Times of Our Lives, the new girl were Peter Greenwood as Peter Garewood, Claire Wilson as Alice Houston, and Emma Clark as Andrea Osborne. Also featuring the vocal talents of Gemma Ramsey, Kevin Janitz, Ronnie Davies, Sylvia Polalek, and Neil Wilson. This has been a Nobody in Particular production in association with City Radio. This is the Peter Greenwood Show, and because I'm a terrible egomaniac, what did you think of that? I thought it was I thought it was quite funny. I'm gonna let's go through it a little bit, okay? One of the things that I've noticed when people listen to it is that first joke where Alice comes in and turns off the equipment that Peter's using to manipulate his voice. I find that normally that is the dividing point for people. Either they get that joke, or that's when they turn it off. They're like, ugh, not for me. So that's when I find most people, you know, get involved with it. So uh, I'm trying to think of other secrets that came from the recording. Most of the recording was done separately. Like the scenes with me and Alice were done together. That was my best friend, Claire. And Claire was in drama school at the time, but she actually came up from drama school in a place called Wigan to help me record this. And so she was she was the girl I'd always wanted for Alice. But as production came closer, I couldn't find somebody to play Andrea. So I was like, maybe she'll have to double up. Maybe I should get her to play Andrea because I can just rewrite Alice. But Andrea is kind of a central character. But fortunately, I found somebody to play Andrea. So Alice got to be Claire, or Claire got to be Alice. Alice got to be Claire, I think. Alice got the better of that deal, I think. Uh, A lot of people ask, is that based on a real story? Did you know these people? I'm not going to tell you that one. I'd like it to be open to interpretation. I mean, some things are kind of 
real, other things are not so real, but that's for you to work out. That is for you as the audience member to work out. I also want to point out, as I was saying, like a lot of it wasn't done together, like the teacher uh, who speaks to Peter and Alice. That was done separately. I recorded him doing his lines, and then I went in and edited Alice and I's responses to it. And that happened a couple of times. I can't, who else did it happen with? It happened with, uh, there's a scene right at the end, although I may have cut that now I think about it, where Alice and Andrea are introduced to each other. And I had to record that separately because I couldn't get the actresses together. Would I do another one is a big question I get. Now, the thing is that I want to do more. I am desperate to do more because I love those characters. I love that story. And... I would absolutely do more, but it's just been it's just been kind of in a back burner for a while. You know how you want to work on things, but it gets put to the side and then put to the side. So maybe someday I'll do more. What I would do next time, though, is I would get the cast as together as I could, because recording it, like, weeks went past between, for example, the recording of the teacher and then Alice and Peter's responses. So that was... A real pain. So what I'd like to do is get as much of a cast together as I can next time, if I do make more. I would also like to point out, by the way, that there's a few bits in it where maybe the music cues are a bit longer, or there's little bits of silence or something, and I'll tell you why that is. That is because I had a fourth... The project, when we recorded it for college, had to be 30 minutes long. And I had a full 30 minutes script planned, I had it all timed, I had it all perfectly, and then I had to start cutting scenes because I couldn't get cast, or I couldn't get the cast in when I needed them. So, the reason it's so long in places is because I was trying any which way I could to pad it out, to make it longer, to make it 30 minutes. In the end, I think it came to about 24 minutes, which I'm, which I'm happy with. It's a solid 24 minutes, so there you go, that's why. There's some unusual editing choices, shall we say? If I did it again, I would change that because I'm not assessed I'm not being assessed anymore, so hey ho. What did you think though? I would love to hear your thoughts as long as they're nice, because if they're not nice, then you know, please don't give them. But <laughs> I am that shallow. I am I am actually that shallow. No, if you I would like to hear your thoughts, please get in touch at Petgree Show on the Twitter. P-E-T-G-R-E-S-H-O-W. You can also find us on Facebook at the same address. And you can listen to this in podcast form. Right, stay with us, won't you? When we come back, we are going to be putting a bow on this banana. And that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and every single body, is it for this week's episode of the Peter Greenwood Show podcast. I cannot thank you enough for your time and for your patience. Don't forget, if you're listening to me on one of the podcast services, you can subscribe and like it and rate it. And this is where I need your help, because I've never had a podcast on any of these services before, and I need to know what you would like to hear. Do you want them to be longer? Do you want them to be broken up? Do you want them to be guests? Then other segments? Let me know. Let me know. This is your opportunity to shape the future of this show. So, please let me know. Drop me a comment. Drop me a tweet. Get in touch with me any single way you please. And I'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.